yeah. I'm a late bloomer, third year on the scene. 20 racks don't feel like nothing to me. Cape in the streets, it turned me to a beast. Invisible set diamonds hugging my peace. But me for a show, I need 80 at least. I want the smoke, ain't no keeping the peace. Keep me a razor when I'm in the east. Open them up just like a surgery. Hello, Justin Ford. Hello, good sir. Hello, Blake Wolfel. What's up? I'm just waiting for him to join. Nice. Yes. I don't know anybody from STL basketball other than Bradley Beal. Jordan. Hello, John Huff. Hey, Colby. How's it going? Hey, what's going on? I'd like you to introduce yourself before I go on with the intro. All right. Um, I'm John Huff. I, I, I live and work in St. Louis. I have a social media website and just social media platform called Gateway Sports Venue. That's pretty much what I'm known for. And I used to work for Riverbender.com based in Alton, Illinois for six years. And I covered WIVC sports during that time. Yes, you did. Yes. And I would like everybody to go check out his podcast whenever you can. And can you rephrase the podcast that you just said? It's the, the Gate- it's the Gateway Sports Venue football podcast where we primarily, yeah, we just talk about football basically. Even though I, two episodes ago I chatted with uh, the head writer for STL today who created this really awesome and highly controversial and debatable uh, all-decade basketball list. Yes, for the St. Louis area, and we can talk about that later on too. And I just wanted to get him on the show, so because he was just a popular guy to talk to, and uh, it was great having him on there. So, uh, yeah, that's like a solid eighty minutes right there of just talk here and just you know recent history of high St. Louis high school basketball. Yeah, and what I noticed is when I uh, listened to it, you guys were very cordial with how you picked out the players. Especially, like, who was high-ranked and who was underrated. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, th- yeah, thanks. And, you know, and that, that was him. And I, I, I do rankings and, you know, for um, Gateway Sports Venue, just like, you know, like during football and basketball season, like a top 10 large school and small school rankings every week. And, like, I do my best uh, with that. And it's a lot of fun, too, because, you know, it, it gets a lot of views. And, oh, just people are interested in it and, you know, just you on social media. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And also, I would like to introduce you to my two cohorts for the first segment. We got Blake Wolfel. You probably heard of him. Plays for Greenfield. Yes, he does. How how are you doing, Blake? Good. How about you, man? I'm doing pretty good. And then we got the veterinarian, or what I like to call him, the doc, Justin Ford. He played high school sports like four years ago, but he's one of my closest friends and I don't know if social media wise, he tries to be like Rob Perez, but I, I try not to compare him. All right. Great to talk great to talk to you guys. Yep, for yeah. sure. For sure. the first for the first segment, I would just like you to like indulge us in what you think is the all decade basketball team for the St. Louis area. Because I know for us, since we live in the southern part of Illinois, that we do hear some St. Louis basketball, but it's like more out open now than it used to be and now how people players have evolved and we all know the people who've went to the nba in the by east st louis and in the city area of st louis and we would just like you to get uh your term on that and just what you think is the all decade team all right so um well okay i won't give you the player the decade but here's my uh starting five i guess so um E.J. Liddell from Belleville West, who is 
currently uh, at Ohio State. He was like their sixth man this season. Yes, he was. Probably the most famous right now. Well, the two most famous is Jason Tatum Mm -hmm. uh, and then Bradley Beal, who both went to Chaminade at different points in time. They were both. I would like to ask. Sorry to interrupt you. I would like to ask, did you ever go to the Waterloo tournament? I think it was when Jason Tatum was a sophomore. No, I've never been to there. I mean, there was he did go to a Highland tournament. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what I meant. I sorry, they're right by each other. But I went to one yeah. of those, and he was that was the first time I ever heard of him, and he was spectacular. I I compared him to Paul George at the time, but I don't know. <laughs> well, um, some people compare him to Kobe Bryant a little bit based on his, the moves he makes. Um, but I think like I think like Shamanad was playing in that Highland uh, tournament for I think when he was a junior and when he was a senior, and I got to see him play when he was a senior there, and he yeah. put on a show against uh, Jordan Goodwin, who uh, was at Double yes. Alltop, and now he's at I think he actually just declared for yeah he did he just declared for the NBA draft, and he's at SLU even though he is so el- eligible to come back. Yeah, so I bet he'll come back for SLU. I don't think he's that highly rated. I don't. I, he's probably at least, at very least, a second round pick. So, yeah, like he'd be a late that. second round pick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, so. So yeah, go back to the list. So like, yeah, you have Liddell, Beal, Tatum, and then Courtney Ramey, who is a sophomore guard at Texas, and he won two. He won back to back state championships and back to back All Metro Player of the Year awards in St. Louis at Webster Groves. So. He's in there. And then I would also say this is kind of a maybe a slightly lesser known guy, but Roosevelt Jones from O'Fallon. Um, I've heard of him. I've heard he, of him. Yeah, he went to Butler. He played at Butler for four years and and he was just he was so good in high school. Like he averaged a double double his senior year. Um and was a three year starter. Probably O'Fallon's best ever player in their history. And, you know, I think they got a pretty good history uh over there too. And uh and uh, he even played against Jabari Parker, uh, I think his senior year of high school, uh, in the semifinals uh, in Class Four. So that's uh, he's got a really good resume. So that's that's my list. Mm, that sounds like a pretty good list. If I was to add anybody on there, though, yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm not trying to argue with you. That list is pretty good. Mm. I think the only one I really don't know is Roosevelt Jones that much. I mean, I've seen him play, and he is a he's a double double machine. He's an alpha. Yeah, very. Yeah. I would so, say for that last pick, though, just mm-hmm. me being me, I'd probably pick Mark Smith. Even though he's not, Smith? Really St- yeah. he's not really St. Louis area, but I met him before and I've played against him in AAU, just like Courtney and all them. And he was just like – he. We I knew he went to go play baseball because I knew he was really good at baseball and he's going to go to Mizzou. Then he tore up his arm. Yeah. And then he became Mr. Basketball of Illinois, and I thought that was crazy. So I, I put him up there for that. But the rest of you guys you have, I think that are, those are perfect picks. Thanks. Um, yeah, you know, and actually Mark Smith, he was in the, the second team all-metro. or Yeah, no, yeah, second team all-decade list. So, yeah, yeah, you're close on that. Um, yeah, he blew up his senior year. Um, yeah, because, like, after – I remember that. After he um, – I think, like, so he, he had, like, an arm injury – and then he just decided to concentrate on fully on basketball. And, yeah, he slowly started kind of picking up offers. And then he was on a really good Edwardsville team because he was on the same team with A.J. Epinesa, who is now – he got – you know, he's now in the NFL. He just got drafted by the Bills. And then he, 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 like, he was on a team with, like, a really, really good starting five. And he was –
was the star guy in that team. And I, I got to see him play numerous times that year. And yeah, he was really, he was incredible. Um, but you know, just, I, I don't know. I just, I really like Roosevelt and, uh, you know, just, uh, the guy who I talked to David Quedal, who, who primarily wrote the list, you know, that he had him in his, uh, first team list. And, and that makes a lot of sense. So, uh, yeah, I just, I, I you know, and, both Roosevelt and Mark were both stars, you know, from their sophomore years and on. So it, it's really hard because there's so many great basketball players who didn't even make like the top 15, like didn't even make the second or third teams. So that's just how talented the St. Louis area is. Yeah. And then I would also argue because like Edwardsville, I mean, yeah, it's technically not in St. Louis, but it's in the air. It's in it's in the area, you know, like the Metro East is in the St. Louis area. So, you know. I think and a lot of people think that oh well that it's not but it I mean it is I mean they've been covering that you know St. St. Louis Post Dispatch has been covering that area for a very long time so uh, I mean I, I think I think I think it's pretty cool that they are in the St. Louis area. Yeah, I would also think that another person who went to O'Fallon. I was just thinking of his name, and people might not know him, but Donovan Franklin. I kind of remember him. I think he went to O'Fallon. I could be wrong. I don't remember him. I feel that name kind of rings a rings a bell, but I don't know what school he went to. Yeah, I thought he went to Fallon, and he went to he went to a D one school. I forgot it wasn't Butler, but it was somewhere around there. But I remember right. he was from the O'Fallon area, and he was pretty good when Jason Tatum was still in high school. Okay, and I also All forgot right. one of my favorites, Tyler Cook. I love Tyler Cook. Oh, Tyler. Okay, so here's the oh. Jason Tatum was like salty on Twitter when this list came out. So he thought he thought Tyler Cook should have been first team. But here's the deal. If we're talking strictly high school through three through four years, because Tyler Cook was a starter all four years in high school, just like Jason, he averaged through four years twelve points and six rebounds a game. So that's I mean, that's that's nice, but that's not great. Those aren't great numbers. And like like Tyler Cook, here's the thing: like he got really good, like when when he got the like when he like after his first year or so at Iowa, like that's when he kind of exploded talent wise. So I think people like to think, and it's just like with every sport, like you assume these guys, like oh, if like they make it to the NBA or the NFL or whatever, they must have been amazing in high school. But I mean, sometimes that's not the case. Like sometimes they like you know started peaking in like you know in college or that or they still are peaking or haven't even peaked yet. So that's that's what happens sometimes. And, but, but no, Tyler Cook, he was really good. He just like, but Jason Tatum was like, you know, like everything went through him at Chaminade because he averaged like 30 points, like his last two seasons in high school. So that, and, and he was like getting a lot of rebounds as well. Yeah. Jason Tatum was an animal. He was a man amongst boys, even for how skinny he was. Yeah, he was, he was skinny for like his first two years. And then like he bulked up a little bit. Yeah. Um, but what's really like the, re- he actually was not the all decade player of the year. EJ Liddell. The reason why Jason was not was because he only won one state championship with Chaminade. And here's the thing. You, you got to think about this. You got, you know, you're from Greenfield. You're from Illinois. You guys know this. It's a lot harder to win state in basketball in Illinois compared to Missouri. I think, yes. If you have a powerhouse team in Illinois, it's still even hard. Yeah, I mean, because here's the thing. Like, there's, you know, like St. Louis is, I think, yeah, is by far the best area, you know, basketball area in the state of Missouri by far. Like, Kansas City, it, it just it, they just can't match St. Louis's talent, like, these last 10 years, yeah. really, pretty much. I mean, 
And then there's you get you get a handful of teams like from somewhere else who have like a really good player, but that that's it. You know, it, it's St. Louis primarily. In Illinois, you know, it's Chicago every year, and but then every other year you get a really good team from the Metro East. You know, like Collinsville was going to be like really good this year, but yeah. um, you know, COVID nineteen happened, and they you know they had Rayshon Taylor, who is like their best player, well their highest, not their best player in school history, but their highest scorer in school history, and a really good senior senior class, and then. Uh, you know, Edwardsville is, is usually really good, even though they're, they're kind of on a downward slide right now. And then you got East St. Louis, who's good every year. And they were going, supposed to play Chatham Glenwood in the, um, yep. I think in the sweet 16 in class three. So, um, we're also missing Vashon too. Vashon was really good. Oh yeah. Vashon. I mean, they were going to win state in class four. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing. Cause like my high school would do, um, I mean, I'm really proud of them. I mean, we got out of our district, which was pretty tough because, like, we had to beat a 17-win team in the semifinals, and then a 23-win team, I think. Yeah, in the in the court in the state in the in the championship game, and then we had to play Vashon, and then like we lost by 29 to them. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, basically, like we knew, like if we can beat Vashon, then we basically will probably win the state championship because they're the best team in this. They're the best team in the state. Everybody knew it. So, yeah. But so for EJ Liddell, like Belleville West, they won state two years in a row, and he only had in his junior year he only had one other D one player on his team, and then the year after that he had like two. D1 football players on his team. He had a really, he had a really good team, like really nice cast of characters, but like no, D, no really very few D1 players. Unlike what Jason Tatum had, cause he had Tyler cook and then Mike Lewis who went to Duchesne, Duquesne and yep. then another player, Will Gladson who went to Yale. He also then, had a shooter too. I forgot his name. Yeah, that was Mike Lewis. And then Reggie yeah. Crawford, who was a guy who he played, I, he ended up playing, going to play D1 football, but if he focused all of his talents on basketball, he would have probably gone D one in basketball. And then they also had Jericho Helms, who's yeah. off the bench, who is now at NC State. Yeah, Jericho Helms. He he was mm. yeah, he was tough. He was tough. Um, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, which also kind of makes Shamanad look a little worse because it's like you had all those guys in a lesser competitive basketball state and only could win one could win one state championship and their junior year they lost to this team from Kansas City in the semifinals and that was like shocking and so but then the, but then the year after that when they were all seniors like they just destroyed everybody like I think the closest game they had was like they 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 beat the I think a team from Columbia Missouri by 13 points in the state championship game that was like their closest game that year so yeah well, thank you for your evaluations. Uh, Blake and Justin, would you like to, like, give him any inclusion on what you think of the St. Louis area players or who you think's the best or anything? Um, I don't really know a lot of St. Louis players other than Jason Tatum and Bradley Beal. Thank um, you. But I went to Indiana State for a semester, and I know um, Jordan Barnes came from St. Louis. Yeah, um, he went to – he went to CBC High Christian Brothers College, and they play Sham. They're in the same conference as Shamanad, and so they play each other at least twice a year every year. Interesting. Yeah, St. Louis guys. I don't know if you guys are aware, but like, we have so many private schools in our area. I've heard about that. Yeah, yeah it's unreal. Like it's 
it's no like we probably have like the most private like well just schools in general counting the private schools like just per square mileage probably in, in the entire country it's crazy like we have hello hello okay hello. with this next segment i would like for you john since you're a very reputable source and everybody respects your writing and inclusions on everything i would like to get your idea of what COVID 19 and what sports what sports should do to get back in to the groove since COVID 19 has happened well you know i, I think if you, as you guys have already have heard of you know i think just about every professional sports league in the world is like developed a plan or trying to develop you know different types of plans to get back going because because they need to get back going because that's you know that's how they make money and you know you can't just kind of go off by the wayside and just hope you know this thing you know you get a vaccine which is i just i kind of disagree with anyway but that's another story um so you know i think like you know major league baseball um I think some of you guys might have heard, you know, they're trying to, you know, figure out like the pay gap because like the owners are asking the players to take like 50 take off a 50 percent pay cut of their salaries. And, you know, there's a big dispute among that. Um, But then, you know, I think I think the NFL, they're already kind of go they're going ahead with with just, um, you know, the the regular type of format for their seasons. You know, Um, they've already they've already released their schedules and they're uh, planning on playing at the right at, on time. And I think they, I think they'll find a way to do it. Um, I personally think the virus won't be as bad. I mean, it's, it's going to, it's going to get better, you know, cause it's going to get hotter and we're going to find out more things about the virus, you know, every day. So um, that's, I'm hopeful about that. I'm, you know, I'm always like on Snapchat, I'm always like, kind of passing off good news you know every uh, you know coronavirus related stuff so uh but then um i you guys i don't know if you guys like follow soccer that much but like in germany uh they're planning on uh playing matches uh in a couple of weeks like resuming their soccer league which is awesome and then they're also doing the same thing in um in, in italy and then in, in england as well so that that's great news to hear so um and, th- and that's like, you know, that's Europe. And it, it looks like Europe is almost like past this, uh, the virus now. So that's great to hear. Yeah. And with that, with the soccer thing, I think it's amazing because like, since they're a foreign country, most people see them as like one of the starters of it, but like, which really isn't the case sometimes, but at the same time, like they're progressing as we're yeah. trying to progress at the same time. And they're not like, it's a international sport. That's very much loved. Right, absolutely, and it's 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 kind of isn't it crazy how like Italy now like that was like the worst hit country originally. Yes, and and now it's like their big their their big thing that which is soccer. Like they're planning on resuming in like a couple of weeks now. Like that's that's pretty remarkable. So, um, but they've done a whole lot of social distancing and uh, and you know as for us, I think we just we have like a lot of people disagreeing on what to do here and. I I feel sorry for you guys in Illinois because, I mean, like Governor Pritzker is really strict with the virus here. And <laughs> I have no here, words for that. <laughs> yeah, over here in Missouri, it's we've been. I mean, it, we've been strict as well. Like living in St. Louis, St. Louis County is still not totally open, even though like I think St. Charles County and is open 
uh, I, or I think is just about open. So, but we're, we're but we're getting close, and uh, yeah, that's why I feel like for high school football, um, there's a decent chance we'll have it. It just depends really who's in charge, and also if the virus is is better. Because if you look at the data, like kids that are well, well yeah, basically kids in general, like uh, you know, you know, teenagers. You're, they're almost like they're more likely to get struck by lightning than die of the coronavirus. Uh, I mean, that also, I mean, they could they can get infected by it, but, you know, they're probably not going to die from it. So that's my that's I mean, that's that's just kind of common logic at this point. It seems like that way. Blake and Justin, do you have any go on this? Um, I've seen today that uh, Godfrey is opening back up, which is good for a place around here being local and like for me wanting my senior year of football. So it's just, it's good to see that and gives, gives a little bit of hope for this area at least. Yeah. Yeah, Right. Yeah. I really, I really think like the WIVC football can have a season because that whole area is, is really not been hit hard. And then like I saw that governor Pritzker, like he gave like each of these regions throughout the state, like, you know, phases that they could reopen with. And I think if you, if you get the phase four, then you can have school. And then phase five means like you can basically you're back to normal. So like, if you can get the phase four, that means you can have school. And hopefully that also means like, you can also, I would assume you can also play, you can have sporting events, like, you know, school events. So Hopefully that also means that, but I just got got I got a bad feeling they'll be like, well, not exactly. He can't really play sports. I don't know, but that's that's just me. Waiting game. Yeah, it's all like, it really is nowadays. Like you got, yeah, like the WIBC should be able to play football this season. Yeah, but it's just up to the adults who's in, who are in charge. Yeah. And I, I also think it's like kind of stupid how it's like there there's some people like there's some colleges, not not any high schools I know, of, but just colleges out in like California that are already like declaring that they're not going to have like, you know, public classes. They're all it's going to be online. And I just think like, OK, guys, like there's so much time here. The, I mean, you can't just determine everything right now and just assume and whatever. So, yeah, that's, that's what I think about that. Justin, do you have any take on this? Um. I just need some sports back because I've turned to gambling um, on horses to Grand Theft Auto Casino. So um, I need something. Man, I mean, that's yeah. Times, man. Yeah, I wish we could all do that. <laughs> yeah, I gamble. Yeah, people. More and more people are finding ways to probably gamble about anything. Yeah, uh, right now. I bet Michael Jordan's having a heyday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. Have you got so I assume you've been watching like a lot of Last Dance? Yeah, my dad's a big Jordan fan, and I'm sure everybody else's dad on the podcast is a big Jordan fan too. Yeah, I, I've I've loved I love that show, that documentary. Um, I I I actually I liked what how they were really like I was afraid like they weren't going to criticize Jordan that much because Michael Jordan kind of has like the last say on what like what they do, so that kind of means like you know. He wants to be in a in a positive light, but I thought they did a good job of like explaining how like he was an asshole to like his teammates, you know, in that in that in that last episode. Yeah, the la- the one that I liked the most is where it was on Father's Day and his dad died the year prior, and yeah. he won the championship, and they actually had the audio to it, 
it was just kind of heart wrenching because like I could only imagine if that happened to like one of my parents when I did that. Exactly, and and they didn't like the very end. Like they, I thought they should have focused more on him, like crying after he won that championship. But instead of that, they focused they they turned their attention to Reggie Miller on him, saying how motivated he was to like retire Michael Jordan in the playoffs for his final season with the Bulls. Which is, it, it, it was kind of cool, but I would have preferred to them just kind of like focus on Michael, you know, being emotional after winning the 97 championship. Yeah. Because that was a significant moment. That was, yeah, like a lot of people like really loved that. Yeah. It was up the year they went 72 and 10 too, right? Yes, I believe so. Yeah. And we're, I'm not going to get into the GOAT debate because I'm just going to say that I really love Michael Jordan. Yeah. Uh, Every oh yeah, that's that's like the most famous question nowadays. Like, who's better, LeBron or or Michael? And, yeah, forget about yeah, Kobe. You know, he never played basketball. Kobe is not the greatest player of all time. I will say that. Oh, right. I never said he was. I'm just saying people forget yeah. about Kobe. Well, I, that's true. But here's the thing: like, how many times was Kobe Bryant the best player by far in any season he played in? I can name a few, but he didn't get any awards for it. Like right, MVP. but a few though. That's that's the that's kind of the the answer a little bit because like Michael and LeBron, like ever since like two thousand and five, LeBron has pretty much been the best player in the league, and ever since like eighty eight eighty six for Michael Jordan, he was the best player in the league, and like after like for like a twelve year period. So like and and Kobe Bryant really never was because like it was Kobe and Shaq. Because like yeah. you, you weren't so sure like if he was the best player in his own team. Yeah, we can get to that debate later. But next right. topic we're going to talk about is WWC football. Oh yeah. Hello, sir. Hello, guys. I would also like to announce that John Huff is one of the wizards of the past yeah. seven years with riding in WIBC, especially with Riverbender, and I really liked his work, and I would just like to shout him out right quick, even though he's on here. I really appreciate that from you. Uh, it was, it was a, I had a lot of fun uh, covering these games, all those games, um, uh, even if they were, even if some of the rides to and back were a pain in the ass, but it was all worth it. It was worth it. Now, I would like to ask you a serious question, probably the most serious one, besides the last one we just had. Yeah. What do you think going into the WIBC football season, if there is one, hopefully there is a and everyone in sports, what do you think are going to be the top five teams in WIBC North and South? Ooh. So that's like top, that's like 10 teams. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I'll go with the South since I know them better. So I'll go number one, Carrollton. I mean, they're going to be really young. You know, they're, they're, I mean, they had one senior last year, Matthew Rutherford. Um, I'm, I, I hear they're, they're supposed to have, like, a couple more seniors. I think, like, there were some that were, like, ineligible or something like that. So, they should have a couple more guys. But they got, like, that really good junior class. And, and they returned so many starters from last year who, I mean, from a quarterfinal team. So, uh, I think they're going to have a really explosive offense and their defense should be decent. So, and then second, with, then a close second would be Greenfield. Um, you know they got got you know plenty of guys coming back. Um, oh, who's that? 
I already forgot his name. Who's the running back who's been the starter for like uh, the last three years? Denver Davenport. Yeah, yeah. Davenport. He's a stud. Uh, he might be the fast. He might be the. I, I wouldn't say the best athlete, but I think he probably might be the fastest guy coming back to the WIP, to the WIVC in general, including the North. I mean, he's he's really fast. He's been quick. Um, so, I can second that practicing and just playing alongside of him every day. That man is quick. Exactly. So, yeah. So Greenfield's a close second. I think the game between them and Carrollton is going to be really good this season. Uh, oh, could yeah. go either way. Um. And then, okay, third, I guess I'll say West Central. Um, because I think, you know, they got, mo- I think they got most of their, I mean, they got that really good running back who is a sophomore this year. He's a big dude. And, I mean, they struggled a lot last season, too. And uh, so they should, they should, suspensions killed them. Yeah, they should, they should be better. Um, all right. Uh, and then, so those are my top three. Pleasant Hill ain't really going to be any good. Uh, Calhoun. I mean, they got Corey Nelson back at quarterback. I mean, he's a really good athlete, but I don't think he has a whole lot else with him this coming season. I could be wrong. Uh, and then North Green, I mean, they, they got, you know, really um, you should commend them for getting getting to the playoffs for the first time since 2014 last year. And I think they got quite a few guys coming back. So, they actually could be better than West Central, but I just feel like – so I, I would put North Green at number four. Um, it, but you could – they could trade places with West Central, honestly. But Carrollton and Greenfield for sure are like the two top-tier teams. I don't think anybody else really touches them. Uh, I, I can second that. Yeah. So, yeah, Pleasant Hill, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately, I think they're, they're going to be sixth. Um, so, okay, in the north, um, well – I feel like the automatic pick is like always can't point. Um, we'll see. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know how many guys they return though, even though they're really good at reloading anyway. Um, so I guess I'll go. With they that. got that. They got one running back that was late returning back. I know that. Okay. Um, so I'll go with them, I guess. And then number two, Brown County, they return a lot of guys and they have a pretty good, they got a pretty good underclass. Um, so, and like, I think they return most of their running backs. You know, they're a wing T team. So that's huge. Um, Beardstown, I mean, they lose Pascal um, and, you know, a couple other pretty good starters. So that, like, they're just not going to be the same team. Uh, even though uh, Robbie Howard's done a really good job as their head coach um, these, like, last four years or so, I think he's been there. Um, probably missing somebody else. So I, I guess I might put them at three and then, um, I think Menden unity won't be that bad. Um, but I don't think that they're going to be that special and route's not going to be that special. Um, who else is in there? Oh, and triopia. Oh, triopia. They, they might be okay. I mean, yeah, they had a rebuilding year last year. So that was really tough for them. So uh, basically with the North, I would say the top two teams are Camp Point and Brown County. I can agree with that. I mean, I don't watch a lot of high school football like I used to, but I think it's those two, those four in those spots are pretty deadlocked. Next question I would like to ask. This is the biggest question, even though I said last time this was the series question. The big (laughs) question is who is the – WFC South Player of the Year and the WFC North Player of the Year in their respective conferences. 
Well, I, if Carrollton is going to win, if they win, I would put I would pick Grant Pullman because he's probably I, I I think he's supposed to be the next the successor of Hunter Flowers, and I think he like he's an incredible athlete, guys, and you know he's he was like you know amazing as a baseball catcher last year and even a baseball pitcher if you saw him a little bit, and he's just an all around great athlete and. Uh, so I think it would be him. I, he might be the most athletic overall player in the conference this maybe perhaps maybe this season and next year. Um, Agreed. I, re- Agreed. I really like how he's built. And then if it's not him, then it'll be Devin Davenport from Green. Yeah, most likely it's them too. I've never met Grant Pullman, but I heard he's a good kid, and I've seen him play. And he's pretty athletic. I mean, he's I can second. He's a really nice kid and a hell of an athlete. Yeah, yeah. I, he's like six one, like one hundred seventy five, eighty pounds maybe, and he's just like a natural runner as well. Like. He looks like – I mean, to me, he looks like he could compete – like he could be a successful athlete in, like, in St. Louis because, like, he's got the size and he's got the speed. And he works hard every day, and I know that just by – I played baseball with Grant as a kid. Right, and I think I think it's without its question he's the most versatile athlete in the WIBC. Agreed, for sure. Right, he's a stud at baseball, and he could, he could be decent at basketball too, but I think he's just so good at football and baseball that – Basketball is just his worst sport, and he's okay at basketball, too. Yeah. It's just that filler sport. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so in the north, I couldn't tell you, honestly, in the north. I just don't – I really don't know anybody. I mean, I've, I would know – if I had my computer with me, I, I'd probably, you know, uh, have a better answer, but I couldn't really tell you from the north. Um, it's a little harder for that, but I would say. But, but I'm really confident on my – the answers I gave you for the South, though. That's pretty good. Yeah. I really appreciate that you did that. And uh-huh. we'll just jump into another quick sport. Who do you think South and North, who's going to be the best baseball team? This baseball is a big team. debate right now. Oh, geez. I I don't know. <laughs> um, well, I think it would have been. So, if we played this past season, if we played baseball, I think it would have been Carrollton in the South. In the South, because, I mean – they pretty much had, well, like they they graduated Nathan Walker and Gabe Jones and like another guy, and um, and that was it. So like they had basically everybody else back, and they would have been really good. But really good. Fortunately, they couldn't play. Um, so I don't know. Um, gosh, I, I Greenfield might have been Greenfield could have been pretty good too. I mean, they had they had a lot of underclassmen on their team last year that made it that that one. Uh, they're regional, so one of them's in the chat yeah, so right now. He's up. really good. <laughs> we also uh, we also picked up Cade Billbrook, who his freshman year was he batted like I think five twenty or something, and his sophomore year he batted over five hundred. He just couldn't play his junior year at route due to like getting kicked out and stuff. Okay, well that's too bad he got kicked out, but well it's good for uh, Green- it was his it was his fault. <laughs> it's good for Greenfield. You guys picked him up, but you don't like you don't like seeing kids getting kicked out of school, but. I yeah. Digress. So I yeah. don't know. I mean, I wasn't I wasn't really pay, going to pay attention to baseball this season, and since I'm, I've kind of been checked out of that, I couldn't really tell you who's good in baseball. And it's actually harder to tell who is good at baseball because you know it, it's just it's it's the spring sports, and like you're not like it, it, you don't really have time to do previews on like the, these teams or whatever. So yeah. Plus, with everything going on, it's kind of hard to because you don't know who's in shape and who's not, and who's ready to play and who's not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, huh. 
being completely unbiased, I would have definitely said it had been us and Carrollton for a close one and two. And then Calhoun, uh, Calhoun would have probably surprised some people with Nelson having a strong arm on the mound. And yeah. I think, I mean, they've been an easy third. And then after that, North Green, P. Hill, I mean, you can just count them out pretty much. Yeah. But, and I yeah. would say my favorite player in baseball is Brady Pembroke. I love that kid. Yeah, he's a really good hard worker. Really kid. Kid. Um, I, I like he, – he's a, he's a versatile athlete as, as well. And, uh, yeah, he's a good kid. I wish he'd get taller, heart, though. Heart over height. Yeah, heart over height. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's – yeah, I, I noticed I, I noticed that. Yeah, I, I thought like, – I think he's still at the same height he was, like, when he was a freshman, right? Yeah. 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 He's not I think he's, like, 5'7", maybe. Uh, let's say 5'8". We'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's, it's so unfortunate. Cause like, I, I, I'm like six foot and my dad is like five, nine. He might even be five, eight, but for his benefit, I'll say he's five, nine. Like I'm six foot and I, I could have been an okay athlete, a decent athlete. And like, I didn't, I never really worked hard. So it's like, but there's so many other athletes who do work way harder than I ever did, but just don't have my height. And if they did, they could be something. So that's always, it's unfortunate that there's people like me who don't work hard. But then others who are way worthy of, of you know of having height like me with being six one or six foot. So yeah. Yeah, it must be nice. It is nice. Hey, being no one, six no one, one, no one that much. Expects, no one ever expects like someone like me to like be six foot tall. I've never I've only seen you in person once and that was after a basketball game when I said, Hey Johnner. That's all I remember you from and okay. you were like three inches taller than me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. John was at our uh, baseball game last year. That's how I remember John there and seen him at football games and stuff. Oh, yeah, that was fun. That baseball game I covered, like, between you guys and Carrollton that got rained out in, like, the sixth inning. That was yes. fun. Yeah, I, had a good I was time. there for that one. That one was awesome. Yeah, I got – like, I was just kind of navigating my way through both dugouts, and it was fun. Like, everybody was, like, kind of wanted to talk to me. That was fun. Yeah, I remember, I remember talking to you a little bit. Yeah. And also, I like to just tell people about your writing because I've read some of your Riverbender articles and I've read your, uh, what is it, GLVC? GSV, Gateway Sports Manual. Yeah, I've read some of that and it's like, I really respect your writing. Like, you keep it very honest and point blank and very pungent. Like, you just don't go out of the ordinary just to say what you like. It's just out of just respect for everybody that you give the respectful opinion and not the one that's just going to make everybody go into uproar. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. Hey, no problem. Yeah, that's just kind of my way of being different. You know, people will always kind of say nice things no matter what. And I mean, I say nice things too, but I will like kind of give like maybe a little criticism here and there if it warrants it. So, I mean, that's all I really you need to be a writer. You just be skeptical of what you're going to write. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, All right, that, well, that's part of it, and also be passionate about your job and have some fun yes. with it. Yes, wise wisdoms from John Huff. All right, everybody, that's the end of the podcast. I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in or who will tune in. We're at Benchheads Podcast on Twitter. If anybody wants to put the give us a follow and slap that follow button, and we would like to thank John Huff for coming on the podcast today because he is one of the most reputable sources in the St. Louis area and the Southern Illinois area when it comes to riding and sports. And we would just like me and Blake Wolfel and everybody at Spinshed Podcast would like to thank you for coming on today. Thank you guys very much. Uh, I love being on here. This is a lot of fun. And uh, 
thank you for this opportunity to hop on your podcast. Yeah, you're really going to help. I'm just going to say that. And you can hop on anytime you want. You're a very good close friend of ours now. So, All right. I appreciate that. Let's do that. Yep. All right. Thanks, John. Thank you guys very much. Thank you. See you.